I have another announcement that's uh, really uh, about what we are doing and why we are doing it. Uh, so uh, if you'll bear with me, I have just a little few things to say. First thing I want to do is read for, to you from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, that says, For God has given us a spirit of fear, uh, has, not give, has given us a spirit of fear and to, excuse me, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. This verse should be what each of us as Christians should be living during this time in our communities and in our country. Because of the coronavirus, plans have been put in place by the session of this church to show our response to this pandemic. We need to recognize that first, that our God is sovereign. He is the power over all things, even the smallest molecule. It is His power that lives in us and gives us the strength and courage to move through such times as we are right now. We must not try to do this under our own power, and try to control. We must not abandon our love for each other during this time and all others, but embrace our power to meet the needs as presented to us at this moment, at this time. We are called to be self-disciplined in our reactions to what the world is throwing at us. And in our self-discipline, in living the life that we should live during this time, not only for ourselves, but in helping others, we should take the necessary precautions. We should be self-disciplined that we, that we can see and do more because of God's power in our life. And I guarantee you, that in your self-discipline, you will see God act in your household, in your life, and in this country. This is why the session has made the following decisions. We will suspend all activities at our church until April the 5th. Worship message will be live cast every week at 11 o'clock. I am encouraging that no one come at, to church during this time period. There are some critical issues of why I'm asking that. I don't like it. I really don't like it at all, but this is something that we need to do for each other. The ones that are most critically affected by this virus is our third generation people. Everybody's affected, but they more so than any. Their recovery rate is not good. And so we need to take every caution that we can, just like everybody else, and not 
do this social distancing that is going on. That is what we are called to do. That's what we have to be self-disciplined to do. So I'm asking that no one would come uh, to the church. And the other reason is why? Uh, because we are going to be uh, deep cleaning the church over the next two weeks. And I am asking, anytime anybody comes in, that just means that we have to go back and clean an area. And we would uh, prefer just to let the church sort of rest, the building that is, uh, and allow it to also be cleansed. And so we're asking uh, that you not do that. The staff, including me, will be involved in cleaning uh, this church every Monday. Really deep cleaning it really good. And, and during the whole week. Now, the church office will be open from 9 to 12, uh, and there's the reasons behind that, uh, but we will, the, the minimal staff will be here to uh, keep the office running and, and, and up. Now, why are we going to the 5th? Why are we going to Palm Sunday? You know, two weeks is not the magic number. It doesn't mean this is going to be gone in two weeks. As a matter of fact, right now, if you looked at the, at the statistics, the statistics show that in every 48 hours for the past week, this, this virus is doubling. And fortunately here in Chattanooga, uh, we haven't been affected that way yet, but it is starting to grow, uh, and we need to be conscious of that. So when the fifth gets here, before the fifth gets here, we will reassess where we're at with the with this virus and what's going on in our area and make a decision as to whether or not uh, we will uh, suspend services for another week or another two weeks. Uh, we're praying, uh, heavily praying, and I encourage you to pray. Pray for this, uh, the, that God will take control of this and that he will eliminate it uh, in our lives right now. I would also pray that, and ask that you pray for each other that you pray for those who are at home, maybe those who can't get out uh, anyway, and, and ask that their needs be taken care of. Uh, you do have an elder shepherd uh, in this church. If you know who that is and you need something, you should call them and talk to them about a need you have or a prayer concern that you have. And uh, if, if, if they can't help, then we, we can, you can call me and I'll do what I can. But the, pro the point is, we are not going to abandon you during this time. We are not walking away from you. And we are just, you know, absent of mind. We're not going to do that. Uh, we're just asking uh, that uh, you give us a chance to help you if we can. Uh, I do want you to understand uh, that uh, uh, I, I, don't want, I don't want to do this. This is not something that is ever been on my agenda. Uh, it's not something I want to do, but I really feel led by God right now <clears throat> to that we should do, be doing our part <clears throat> in taking care of what is going on in our families and in our community and in this church. We need to take, though, some precautions. And these precautions are not just for when you're at the church. These precautions are for you and your family and when you're in the public. One, you need to ask all your ill members of your family to stay home. Because if they get this while they're out and they're ill, then it could get worse. 
And you don't want that to happen. That's children and everybody. When, when in groups at church or any other place, uh, to have at least three to six feet uh, between, space between you and your, the person closest to you, uh, simply because this, this is called social distancing, uh, and it, it, uh, it uh, helps you not to uh, pass on anything or anybody to pass on anything to you. All children areas uh, must in our church, and I would recommend in your homes, must be wiped down after, after the kids use them, after each use, in order to keep uh, your, your home and your area disinfected. Um, do not use public fountains. Uh, in the church or anywhere else. Do not use those kind of things. Uh, stay away from them and be careful if you have to use a public bathroom uh, to wash your hands really good before you leave the bathroom. And remember the rule, you, can, if you, you should wash for 20 seconds. And I'll tell you, here's a little secret. If you sing Jesus Loves Me while you're washing your hands, when you get through, you've washed your hands for that 20 seconds and a little more. So I would recommend that you, you can do that. And uh, what does it hurt to sing Jesus Love Me, right? So, uh, follow the, so follow all the signs, in the bath, in, especially in our bathrooms here at the church and, and when you're at home, that take this precaution. Do not hug or shake hands. Uh, let's just exchange big, happy smiles, you know? I think that's, a, I think that's just a good thing for us to do. Um, as members, we do not want you to feel, though, that you've been abandoned. Please hear me when I say this. You have an elder shepherd. Use them. That's what they are there for. They're supposed to be calling you and checking on you, uh, and we want you to know that we, uh, we do um, uh, appreciate you. We do want to watch over you. We do want to care for you. Also, I'm going to ask that you do not abandon your church. Not, I don't care what church you're from. Do not abandon your church. Continue to be an obedient disciple of Christ and a good steward. Please mail in your tithe every week, just like you would drop it in the plate. Uh, pre, please be open to doing that by taking your offering envelope, uh, send in your, your tithe, your pledge, whatever you want to call it, uh, to, in the mail every week. Uh, if you want to bring it by, you can call the church. You can drive through. We'll call it drive-through tithing. <laughs> but it, it, when you come, when you come up to the office, anytime between nine and twelve, you can call the church, and someone will come out to your car and take the tithe. Uh, that way, uh, you don't have to get out of the car and you don't have to come in. So please uh, remember that you can do that. I want to thank you again for being here this morning with us. Let's open up with prayer. Almighty God and loving Father, we just thank you so much for our ability, Father, to, to continue to worship you. That we have the media that is necessary to do that. Father, we pray that you would bless this time, that you would bless the people that are engaged right now, Father, in watching this service, that they may hear your word, that they may 
Father, be impacted by uh, and convicted by your word this morning. Father, we do want to pray for all our people. We do want to pray for this country. We want to pray for this community. And Father, we just pray that today, that today, Father, you would be with all people. Give us, Father, that sense of great hope that, that you bring to us through your Son, Jesus Christ. Help us, Father, to continue uh, to live for you, uh, to not fear Father, what is going on? But knowing that, Father, you are our strength and you are our courage and you will take care of us. Father, we do pray for those who are sick. We pray for all those, Father, who are afflicted, who have things going on in their life. We have many who are homesick. We have many, Father, who are dealing with disease. We have many, Father, who are dealing with broken bones or, or, or some kind of affliction. And we pray, Father for your complete healing in their lives. Please stand with them, Father. We pray that you are there with them, that they can feel your strong arms around them and that they would know that you are there, Father. You are there with them all the time. And we pray for healing in these lives. Father, we pray that in this country, with this going on, that, Father, not only would you eradicate this virus from our lives, but, Father, you would use us to minister to those, Father, who maybe are looking for the kind of hope that only you can bring them. Let us be your instruments. In some way, Father, let us minister to those people. Let us be able to reach out in some way and take care of needs. Let us, Father, uh, continue to pray for them and hear their prayer concerns. And, Father, we do pray and open up our hearts and ask you, Father, to take, to take, Father, all that is in our lives right now. That you would be the healing power. That you would be the, the power that we need, Father, to bind ourselves together in unity. That we may reach out to serve, Father, you. And we give you praise and we give you glory, Father, for hearing this prayer. And thanking you, Father, for the great answers that you will have for all of us. For it's in Christ's name. Amen. I am going to try to, to do something this morning, uh, uh, just uh, a little something that, uh, sing a, a, a little hymn that's one of my favorite that uh, um, sort of goes with what we're talking about and what we're doing this morning. I'm going to sing, uh, He Touched Me. Shackled by a heavy burden Neath a load of guilt and shame Then the hand of Jesus touched me And now I am no longer the same. He touched me, oh, he touched me. And oh, the joy 
that floods my soul. Something happened and now I know he touched me and made me met this blessed Savior, since he cleansed and made me whole, I will never cease to praise him, I'll shout it while eternity touched me oh he touched me and oh the joy that fills my soul something happened and now I know that he touched me and Great hymn, great hymn. <clears throat> I'd like to take a minute to read to you from Second Chronicles. I had a sermon planned for this morning, but when I got here this morning, I think God led me to go in a different direction. But I'll read, I want to read to you uh, from Second Chronicles, uh, the seventh chapter. And we're going to read verses 13 through 14. 13 through 14. Hear the word of God. When I shut up the heavens so there is no rain, or command locusts to devour the land, or send a plague among my people, if my people, who were called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive. Their sin will I heal and I will heal their land. This is God's word. I really felt led this morning to go to this verse and to talk to you a little bit because I think it really applies to what is going on in our lives today. It gives us direction on what we are to do during this time and the things that are going on in our life today. Let's start with verse 13. I believe it's 13. It says, When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, or command locusts to devour the land, or send a plague among my people. These things are going to happen in this world. Things are going to happen to us. Uh, and and it, this is being set up in Chronicles. It's telling us that no matter, 
no matter what happens in your world today, God is present. God knows what's going on in your life. And so he tells us, he tells us, the first thing he tells us is that we should humble ourselves. Who are called by my name, my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. Humble themselves. That means that God wants us to realize that in our power, in our control, we cannot fix or remedy the situation that is going on in our lives right now. We don't have that power. But our God does. Our sovereign God does have that power to fix it. To eradicate it. But we need to bow down to that power. We need to understand that, sour, that, that sovereign, sovereignty that our Lord has. And how we should respond, respond to it. And you can only respond one way. And that's to humble ourselves before this great power. And depend upon it. And realize and have faith in it. And that's what God calls us to do. We are nothing in this world without our Lord. Listen to me. We are nothing in this world without our Lord. And we need to humble ourselves. We need to know that that's true. There is nothing in our lives that God doesn't control. There is nothing that happens in our life that he, he knows everything that's going on. He knows how to handle it. If we would only humble ourselves and, and go to him in that humility, then we'd be so much better off. But we need to show this today in this world. As Christians, we should be living that humility in our lives day in and day out so that people see it, so that people know that we have humbled ourselves before the great power, the only power, our Lord and God. And then it says, if you will humble yourselves and pray. This is real important. This is real important. That we pray. That we pray for each other. That we pray for what's going on in this world right now. We must be in constant prayer. Constant prayer about what's happening. And if we've humbled ourselves and we put our positions and put ourselves in a position of prayer where we are talking to God with that humble heart, He says that He will hear. He will hear. He's not going to ignore it, but he will hear. And so we ask that you pray in constant prayer. I pray that you, you're praying for your community. We pray for our families. There's a lot, so many people to pray for. Pray for our church, our churches. So many right now are doing what we're doing and really don't want to. But we pray for them and pray that their ministry will be, be strong. God will make us stronger in this time if we will allow him to work in our lives. If we will pray and seek him out, God will hear our prayers. Pray for me. Pray for your elders. Pray for the people in this church. Pray for your shut-ins. Pray for those who are sick. Pray that God's hand will be upon all of this. And we need to pray. Pray Pray, pray, pray constantly that God is going to use us 
And that he is going to stand in the midst of this great storm that we're all in. That he's going to call for peace and comfort. And this storm will cease. Amen? We're going to do that. Now, it says also that if we seek him, if we seek God's face, we will know him. We want to know him. See, God's saying, I want you to pray. I want you to seek me out. I want you to seek my will for your life. I want you to seek my will for what's going on in your life. I want you to seek me and know that I am the power. I want you to understand that I am the power. And you can be face to face with me. That is a privilege that we have as Christians today. That we can go into the presence of our Lord and our Savior and we can take whatever's going on in our life and put it at his feet and say, Lord, I can't handle this. I am not capable of handling this, but you are. Father, let me see you work in my life. Let me see you work in other people's lives and know, Father, that we are seeking you out and knowing, Father, that we are drawing ourselves close to you. And it says, God says in this scripture that we are to not only to seek him, but turn from our sins. Turn from our sins. So many times, what happens in our lives is because of the sins that we live with. The things that we've done. There's, there's always that consequence for Anything that we make a decision, it, decisions we make has a consequence go with it. It may be good or bad, but why not make them good? Why not in our process of seeking and praying God out that we must start making better decisions and we make better decisions when we ask God to cleanse us, to forgive us, that we might walk that path, that, that righteous path that he wants us to walk. Now, I know we're human. I know that things are not going to uh, always, we can't live a perfect life. But the point is, if we are seeking to walk by God's side every day, every moment of every day, we will see not only results, but I guarantee you, you will feel the power of God surging through your life. And you will recognize and you will know of the forgiveness of your sins. So turn from your sins. Be willing to repent. There's so many of us that, that we, we think that we, we've, we've been forgiven once. We don't need to be forgiven again. Let me tell you something. There's not a day that goes by. There's not an hour that goes by in my life that we shouldn't be asking for forgiveness. That's how imperfect we are. Oh, We, we see a lot of people, though, who've got great faith and everything, and they live really good lives, and I wish I could live as good as they do. But we don't. We don't. We need God's forgiveness. And we need God's forgiveness so that we're making better decisions, so that we're moving through life in a stronger way with Him by our side. Seek God's forgiveness. And what's the promise in all this? And this is a promise that you should claim for yourself right now. God will hear, he will forgive, and he will heal the land. That is so important for us today to know, first of all, that God's hearing, that he knows and hears us. 
He knows what's going on. He sees what's going on. He feels what you feel. He knows what's going on. But he will hear you when you pray. He will hear you. That's a promise. That's a promise. Claim that promise right now. Know that God hears your prayers. Know that God will, that God will use you uh, and, and, and answer your prayers. He promises that. He will forgive. It says God will hear. He will forgive. Know that God forgives you so that you can move forward. Oh, sometimes we just let guilt bear down on us. And I'm telling you, Satan, right now, he feels that. He feels that. Uh, he just stirs up that flame and that fire of guilt in our lives. And, and we just feel like oh, God could never forgive me. That's not true. That's not true at all. God promises that he will forgive. Claim that promise for yourself today. Have faith in the fact that your Lord loves you so much that he will forgive you. And the great promise here is that he will heal our land. Things happen in this world, right? These terrible viruses, the flus, everything that comes around, God, God is always in control. But he promises he promises in our efforts that he will heal our land. And our land needs to be healed in a lot of different ways. Right now, we're right in the middle of this, this coronavirus, and we need him to heal our land. We need, he, we need for him to take it away. But there's so much else that we do. This is not just for right now that we should be doing this. We should be doing this all the time because we as Christians should be standing strong in our country and in our community right now and speaking louder than all those other voices right now that are speaking out uh, against God and against things that, that He can do because they don't recognize Him as the sovereign power. We do. And we should be declaring that and proclaiming that. And when we do, God will heal our land. You see, we do have hope. We have great hope in our God. He loves us. He cares for us. And He will do everything He can to reach down and to touch you, forgive you, heal you, and heal your land. Let us pray. Almighty God and loving Father, I thank you so much for your great promises. Teach us, Father, that by faith, if we reach out and claim these promises, let us see you work in our lives. Let us see you work in everybody's life. Let people around this, around this country understand that you are the power. Convict their hearts, Father. There's going to be a lot of people I know who get in trouble with this who are going to cry out to you. Maybe they've never cried out before. Father, I just pray that they would know right now that, that they have connected with you and that you have hope for their lives, that you have healing for their lives, that you have forgiveness for their lives. And gracious God, we pray today that as we go into this world today, tomorrow, this next week, these next few weeks, that, Father, our ministry will not die simply because we can't come within these four walls. Let our 
ministry. Let us see our ministry expand for you as we're out, Father, that we're touching other people. We're calling other people and saying, did you know that God loves you? And hey, can you need anything? Can I help you? Let them understand, Father, that you care. And use us, Father, in a great way that we might do that and declare it for you. Father, we give you all the praise and we give you all the glory for all the wonderful, wonderful things that you're going to do in our lives and the way, Father, that you are going to take control of this situation. And we're going to give you the praise and the glory. For it's in Christ's name. Amen.